When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hello, everybody. Don McDonald here along with Tom Cock hanging out over there. As far as I'm concerned, we're in the same room. It's just a 3,000-mile wide room. Maybe it's 3,000 miles deep wide. It's not high. I know it's not that high. Because you're close to sea level too, so we're, yeah, we're very much. Yeah, it so, wouldn't be three thousand feet high. No, not wouldn't wide. be three thousand. No, so it's three thousand miles wide, uh, and and we're here to do something that just needs to be done, and that is straighten your financial life out. Let me tell you, it is a confusing financial world out there, but it doesn't need to be. It needs to be simple, and we're going to try and help you make it simpler. And you can help yourself make it simpler by calling us and asking us questions or sharing your ideas at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Free, and easy. It yes. is easy. You know, one of the – I think you do grew up in the Colorado area, right, somewhere around there? Yes, a mile high or so, yeah, yes. And, I mean, and, and so you adopted, like, the, the Denver Broncos as your team, right? That was yes, your I, team. and they still are I know. all these years later. Yeah, and, you know, and, and uh, I was from the Bay Area and sadly became a Raiders fan. <laughs> my son Ra- hates me for it, by the way, that he's – Yeah, it's Raiders funny. Fan. All my kids are Broncos yeah. fans, too. Yeah, it's funny how that works. Mm-hmm. So – we have these home biases, right? I mean, we that's who we grew up with. That's what we believe. And so it turns out when it comes to investing, we see the same thing so much. And it's just not a good way to have your money placed. Well, we live in the greatest country on earth, sir. Well, it depends on how you measure it. We We believe we live in the greatest country on earth. Why? Because we live here. But when it comes to investing, is it? That is a reasonable question, but here's the reason that it makes it kind of – because the last 15 years as an investor, you made a lot more money investing in U.S. stocks, your home country that most of you listen to us in, and far less internationally. And that came after a period of guess what? You made far more investing internationally than you did in the U.S. It's fascinating. And it's so funny. When I raise that issue, I get this look like, huh? What? I, I, you tell somebody, anybody, just say, you know, between 2000 and 2010, how well did the S&P 500 do? Well, I don't know. Probably did okay. No, it didn't. It lost 1% per year. But if you had invested internationally in a globally diversified portfolio, you could have made up to about 7% a year, depending on how it was allocated. And this is one of the biggest mistakes I see is somebody gets to look at four to five new portfolios a week. Most people have a little tiny, 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 tiny bit in international stocks. Now, if you look at the globe in terms of the value of all companies, about 60% of the value is now in the United States. 
And by the way, that's a lot to do with the huge run U.S. stocks have been on since the crisis of 08, 09, and 40% is outside. So our take is, well, just put the money where the value is. And I mean, this is fascinating, Don. This epitomizes, though, Tom, this epitomizes the concept of value investing is you, you buy what's on sale. And it's hard. It's counterintuitive, right? Because we want to only go into things that have worked lately, but things are far cheaper. I think, what did they say? Uh, U.S. stocks fetched 17.8 times expected earnings for the next 12 months uh, at the beginning of the month. U- U.K. and Germany at 10 times. Spain and Italy, 9.4 and 7.5. In other words, they're they're far, far, far more of a bargain. Wait, doesn't that you- put Italy at about 60% off? That's a 60% off sale. I'm going to start buying up a lot more stuff, that red wine, et cetera. So, I mean, and there's other places, emerging markets, right? Brazil at 7.3 times back. The point of the matter is, in your portfolio, you should have almost half of the stock exposure to countries outside of this and a, a little more than half inside. So, and... It's easy to do today because there's these wonderful things called exchange-traded funds that can do it. And the the interesting thing is you have to actually do a little work to get that 50-50 split. We'll talk about that in just a minute. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do you suffer from hodgepodgeitis? I'm Don McDonald, and hodgepodgeitis is a disease of your investment portfolio whose symptoms include lots of stocks, loads of random loaded mutual funds, and maybe an annuity or two. Most who suffer from hodgepodgeitis dread opening their quarterly portfolio statements. They feel lost and confused. Investing seems overwhelming and the financial future uncertain. If you believe you suffer from hodgepodgeitis, see a 100% fiduciary investment advisor immediately. A proper diagnosis is the first step to creating a portfolio with a purpose based on a personal plan. Start on the road to recovery now by scheduling a free meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. There is no cost, obligation, or high-pressure sales pitch. Take the first step at TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Hodgepodgeitis is not a real disease, but treating it has been shown to improve mood, reduce fear, and even lead to a brighter financial future. Results may vary. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Hello, money fans. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Talking Real Money radio show, and it becomes a podcast. I'm Don McDonald, Tom Cox there. You're there. Your phone number, this is a phone number you can use right now, 855-935-8255. Call us. It's free and easy. We'd love to hear from you. And, uh, of course, you don't have to stick with our topic, but our topic today is doing the thing you don't want to do and that is invest internationally invest overseas now we're not talking about pouring a lot of money into the BRIC countries we're talking about the first world markets that have incredible companies that we all deal with all the time i mean companies like nestle and toyota and uh Siemens and Philips and the list is endless and we buy their products and yet we're not participating in the potential growth of the companies that make and sell those products. 
And, you know, one of the, the other misconceptions about that, Don, is I own the S&P 500 and they do a lot of business overseas. It turns out that much of the return from those international markets comes from being exposed to, as you said, the companies there, the economy there and the currencies there. This is something that people over have a tendency to overlook as well. And that is currency diversification is a good thing. The U.S. dollar, uh, the U.S. economy U.S. stock markets have far outpaced basically everybody else since the financial crisis of 0809. But if history is a guide, it's very clear that these things come to an end. Nobody knows it in advance, right? And the, the tide turns. Okay, go back and look at another example. We've talked about this previously, but Japan. You and I are old enough to remember that it was all about Japan in the late 1980s, right? Mm-hmm. They were buying up U- Oh, my US gosh, yeah. My wife bought the companies. Japan fund. Right. They're telling you as companies, here's the way you should operate. Uh, all those kind of ended up buying the Pebble Beach, I mean, et cetera. And then what's happened basically since 1990? The, the Nikkei is still not back to the peak it was. What is that like 40 years, 35? I mean, it's a long <laughs> it's time ago. It's a long time It's almost 40 years. Yeah. And that's the risk you have of just saying, well, the U.S. economy will always be great. And they, it may well be. But I'd rather see you diversified out among many countries so that you don't face the potential downside if that were to happen. If you believe the evidence, and the evidence is overwhelming when it comes to diversification, bailing you out of terrible markets, if you believe that, then you must be diversified internationally. The other thing, if you are a bit of a contrarian and you think you should invest some of your money in those things that are not hot. That's That means you're a value investor. And by the way, there's great evidence to show that value investing has reduced, a, a, adding a, a value tier, has reduced overall volatility, and has actually, over longer periods of time, there's evidence in the past that has shown that it has helped improve returns. So I think it just makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So it it makes sense. But here's the other thing: if you think you're going to get really good global diversification by buying something like VT, the Vanguard Total World Index, well, you're not going to get as good a diversification as you should. And I alluded to this before the break. You should be at about fifty fifty in your U.S. international portfolio because that has been. The where the sweet spot has been for U.S. international diversification, unless one or the other sides of the coin gets way out of balance. So to have that balance, you're going to have to do a little work, which means maybe you're buying a total U.S. index and a total international index 50-50. Then then you could balance it out. And here's another number that I found fascinating. Since 1970, there have been six stretches of time when international developed markets trounced U.S. stocks. Um, And we could give you more numbers, but I feel like it just buries you in all this. But the bottom line still for me is diversification is a good thing, not just in the United States, but globally. Um, Having Again, having uh, currency diversification is a very good thing. And you mentioned something very important, and that is exposure to other companies you don't get by just being in the United States. There are great companies that are owned and operated overseas that are very successful in their spaces. So if you're just in the U.S. stocks, you don't get any exposure to what could be huge, huge upside, Don. Yeah, if you buy a DiGiorno's pizza even, that parent company is Swiss. It's not American. 
You got you're it. already if, thinking about dinner, I guess. I huh? am. I am. Well, it's, okay. it's later here than it is there. Good point. Good you know, yeah. when you get 3,000 miles down the hall, it's actually. I can the, see you over there, but the my time, aren't that good the, anymore. It's, it's, a, it's such a long walk that it feels later here. It's a good point. It took a while to get Please, here. Don't bring me dinner. That'll be cold by the time it gets here. But the, the diversification has bailed you out in the past or in the present. But there's one really important point about the present. It used to be when I was, when I was a young stockbroker. That's uh, how long ago it is, by the way. That's so. how long ago it is. Uh, when I was, a, you could hardly buy international stocks. Yeah. It was really, really hard to get ADRs. an international portfolio because everything was American depository yeah. receipts. And it was hard to trade on foreign markets. There were huge spreads, bid-ask spreads. Uh, you had to pay all kinds of extra fees. It was a very expensive proposition. Today, it is as easy to buy a stock on the Frankfurt Exchange as it is to buy a stock on the New York Exchange because all of these transactions happen over that electronic web. Of devices. Yeah, when you mentioned a couple of, I mean, Vanguard has a very fine total U.S. exchange traded fund and a very fine uh, international uh, global, I mean, internationally diversified. And then if you want to make it even easier, although I kind of like your idea of take of buying those two and balancing them out, because yeah, then because can, then you can rebalance. You can, I mean, but or you could own Avantis's very fine uh, global equity uh, exchange traded fund AVDE, which is one fund. Then. You're going to be more U.S. tilted, but at least you're going to have some exposure. Very few people, I portfolios I look at, have very much exposure to international. I'd say on average, it's probably like 5%. Most people just don't have it. It's kind of a throwaway. I put some of that in there. And the reality is, as we pointed out in the past, that has been very expensive lesson to learn. Yeah, you won't. Uh, I think you misspoke. AVDE oh. has no U.S. exposure. I think I, I thought I meant to say AVGE. Yeah. Okay. AVDE is their in, yeah. it's their international ETF. Right. So you could own that one uh, separately. Correct. Right. I was saying AVGE is the one fund global equity. Right. So wh what you could do is you could own AVGE and then kick in a little AVDE to tweak the international side, too. And do it on the DL when no one's... No, that's yeah, we, we have too many letters in our lives, we don't we? Too many. So we too many. Keep it simple. Keep it low cost. Be diversified. Make sure you're exposed to those international companies because... I, I got a feeling the times are changing, but don't don't make any predictions. Don't make any. Don't do it. Yep. Yeah. Don't do it because we don't do that because we know you can't do that. Oh well. well okay, I take that back. We 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 can. We're perfect perfectly capable of making predictions, but to do so would be irresponsible. And by the way, I was curious to see how out of U.S. international balance AVGE has gotten. How is it? Seventy thirty. Seventy thirty. And that is a quite a bit out of where we think it should be. We think it should be closer to 50-50, 60-40 if you're really uh, a, a, a big U.S. Pro, uh, proponent. But 70-30, uh, that's, that's light international. And I, I do believe there, because this is not predicting the future, I just oh, believe there, like will, there will be a day when those international investments are going to kind of bail you out of bad times. It's Someday. Like a prediction. Yeah, okay. Maybe. I'm not sure. 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money.
We do it all the time, too. We do it every weekend on Saturdays from noon to 2 Pacific time on Northwest News Radio in the Seattle area. And we also do it on podcasts pretty much every weekday anyway. And you can call us every Saturday at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. So that means you can call us right now because it's Saturday unless you're listening to the podcast. Then it's not now. It's whenever you're listening. So if it's not Saturday when you're hearing us, then you can't call us. But if it is Saturday when you're hearing us, then odds are good you can call us. Although, we do have a programming note. Saturday. Yes. The Saturday after Thanksgiving. Oh, that's right. We're not going to do a show. The Saturday after Thanksgiving, which is the 25th. Okay. Tom is taking a vacation. I, on the other hand, am going to see my ailing mother. So my my trip Good. is better than his, or worse, like or worse in some productive. ways. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, worse in many ways. So we will not be here. That will be a best of us. I have no idea what I'm going to do for the podcast the next week. Probably going to skip it because I'm not. No, I think what we should do that week is here are all the things you need to do in 2024. We'll give you five days of things you've got to do in 2024 to improve. I'll just let Tom do all those. So I could do it right now. Do it, do uh, it right now. Okay. So we're not going to be here that day. That's fine. Yeah. Just now, a, we, program we, what? a lot of people write us and you want to, you want a quick question? we got time for one. We've got pretty much all day, sir. Oh, okay. So, so this please <laughs> this give me one. Todd. This comes from Todd. He says, uh, I, I have a 25 year old family friend that uh, has a 401k and has no idea how to invest it. <laughs> and sent, and so then Todd says, here's a list of all the funds. <laughs> now, there's a lot of funds. <laughs> I'm not going to read them all. Because you think you had the alphabet soup earlier. Yeah. You're right. really going to get... Uh, Can you just give us the it. highlights? Well, I'm getting to that. Okay. Which will, I think will make it easier for you. Because it has things like the Vanguard Total Bond. It has the Vanguard 500. It has the Vanguard Small Cap. It has the Vanguard Total International. Okay, that's Actually, good. It's got some pretty doggone good funds. Yeah. Now, it doesn't have, you know, really small, small or much value. Oh, well, okay, who that's cares? Okay. You can get that. You can get that elsewhere. That's true. Here's the other thing it has. Guess what it has? It has the Vanguard 2065 fund. We're talking about 2065 for retirement. That kind of hurts because that sounds like 40 years. Wait, that, that this would. This person's 25. That I mean, would that make me sense. 109. Yeah, we, trust me, we're not going to see 2065. I didn't need to think about that. That's a long way. But um, here's what I was thinking, because you can eat. This is one of the things we run into where people give me their portfolio. And sometimes I'll give them back seven fund board, seven funds, seven mutual funds. I think it just gets too confusing for people. So as an alternative, Todd, here's what I would do. And I think Todd's into this. So because he wrote all this as he pays attention to it. I would use the VLXVX. That's the Vanguard 2065 fund. I would put 70% in that, and then I would put 30% in the VSMAX, the Vanguard small cap. Okay. Um, hold on. I want to look. Yeah. Because I haven't, I, I, I hadn't had a chance to look at this. This is the first time I've heard the question. It is. And so it was, what was this? I lost the symbol. I just had it no, up here. Me. Oh, here v- it is. 2065. X, VX. All right. I, wanna, I just want to see the portfolio for a minute, see mm-hmm. if any more tweaking is necessary. Yeah, because it's going to be mostly large cap, and it's probably going to be predominantly U.S. Because that's the way these things work. Yeah, let's look it's, with no uh, bonds. I'll bet twenty sixty five. Any bonds? Mm, I don't know, ten percent. Mm, mm. So it's mm. got. Oh, actually, 
Okay, yeah, it's right, right about what I thought. Uh, they have the total stock market index, 53%. Yep. The total international stock index, 36%. Okay. And then about 10% is in fixed income. Okay. The total bond, maybe? Total bond, total international bond, and then um, okay. uh, some sort of a bond that matures in 2049. So the problem here is if you do the 2065, as I said, and you add in small cap, you've watered down the international exposure, but mm -hmm. you do have more small. And I'd like to see, because if you just own the, uh, the or this uh, target date, you don't have much small in it. Or for somebody who's just getting started, which means they're probably not putting a lot away, is put enough to get your Mac, your match in the 401. And then for a while, anything over and above that, you put in a Roth IRA. And in that Roth IRA, you buy like an Avantis small cap value, and you buy an inter another international, the AVDE maybe. 855-935-TALK is our number. Give us a call right now. Tom and Don are talking real money. I'm going to mention Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Well, for some reason... We're not getting our phone answered back at the station, and we're not sure why. <laughs> so um, I know that many of you have called 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Um, but can, I tried. Try <laughs> I Try tried. Again. I tried, and it just rang. Uh, so something's going wrong somewhere, and I'm not sure where. But I uh, wanted to let you know that we're not being rude. Well, Tom and I aren't being rude. <laughs> I don't know who else might be being rude. But uh, there's definitely an issue somewhere along the way. Um, so call. we'll check in. Well, oh, you could call and then see yeah. if it doesn't work again. But I have so far four people who've tried to call and it didn't go through. Um, it's going to your voicemail. which Eventually. It takes some time. Speaking of 2065. No, actually, that goes into the question pile. I oh, get it okay. immediately. That's okay. where I get the questions. No, I'm just saying when you return the call, that's all. I don't return them. I answer them on the air. Whoa. You don't return any calls. Who, who, just, who just auga'd? I'm sorry. This isn't supposed to happen. Are you auga'ing during the show? <laughs> how do I even? I don't even know how to stop this. You don't. I didn't. You got an auga. Is that your wife? It is. Okay, we that's she, that's on. the sound. That's the sound. Okay, yeah. Say hi to to Dee Dee. Hi, she's gone. Thank okay. you. Okay, she's probably turned the radio on and went. Oh, darn it! They're on I'll the be radio on the show. Huh? Yeah. They're on the radio right yeah. now. No, she doesn't want to be on the show. No, she would no. never be on the show. No, she doesn't even like to be teased about the show. We brought that. She brought that up today. She said no more jokes about you know my potential boyfriends or are you using your oh, money. Oh come on, that's that. half the fun of being on the radio. Yeah, I know she doesn't like it's, it. It's kind She's of like being of a bad stand-up comic. Somebody else wrote me once recently and said that's kind of mean the way you say it. So I think it's time to let it go. Oh so. wow. Yeah. Wow. Thank. Okay. If you believe Tom is being mean for a change, would you please write a negative review at Apple Podcasts and mention his name for a change? Exactly. Well, they please. probably will. Thank you to that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Eight. So, eight, eight. I'm going to yeah. give the number again just for oh, the heck of it. Do. Hoping. Eight five five nine three five talk. Eight five five nine three five eight two five five. I have something that I thought was just so silly. I saw it in the news, Tom. Yes. And I thought. Oh, come on. This is just a lot of hype. But I can see 
how it would get attention. And boy, these of all the brokerage firms out there, there is nobody more adept at getting your attention without paying any money to speak of than the folks at Robinhood. Oh, that's the piece I was going to mention. That's funny. Well, because this is hysterical. They're going to they're going to give you a whole whopping 1% of your IRA contribution. 1%. Yeah. Yeah. But well on but on your annual contribution that's like $65 or something, right? Or 70 bucks, right? Yeah, that's all. Yeah. If you do a whole So their 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 outflow is very limited. The cost to them is it, that, that's less than probably Charles Schwab spends on advertising. But it brings in a lot of clients and gets them through the door where, where, where there could be a little baiting and switching going on, possibly. Like, oh, don't you want to trade at a really great discount? Well, you know, Robinhood is still, I, and I'd forgotten this until I reread this piece in the Wall Street Journal. They still hold the record. You know that, right? The, the largest fine ever handed out by uh, FINRA. No, do they really? They've got the record, $70 so, million. Dollars. That's it? That's, that's the it. record fine? That's the record. Said the oh, yeah. okay. Now, wait a minute. That speaks volumes. That speaks volumes. When you think about it for a minute, the, the judge in the real estate case in Kansas City yeah, is talking like $1.6 billion in, yeah. in uh, penalties to the National Association of Realtors. $70 million? That's what you get when you have the when you have the industry regulating itself. Finra is it, Finra. Well, right? it's the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, which is Finra. owned by the financial industry who regulate yeah. themselves. Yeah. Okay, but back to this one percent. I mean, do I think this is a good reason to take your IRA from one place and move it over to Robinhood? Not so much. Uh, do I think what might happen, Don just mentioned, probably, because we do know that most of the people at Robinhood have been traders. They have been people following trends. They have been people thinking, oh, I got to do this today, chasing the shining object, shiny object, and not really following any strategy, Don. So, no, I don't think this is a great, uh, maybe a great promotion, because what did they say? They said they've already taken in a lot of money. As of, a course of, of course they did. Of course they did. By the way, you, if you want, if you want the, you have to leave it there for five years. Oh well, see that helps right there. <laughs> yeah. Make that back really, really quickly. Um, and uh, I, I, Robinhood, when you go to their website, it really does. It kind of looks like a video gameish thing. Um, I mean, right there below investing, invest in stocks, options, and ETFs. Options. Okay, first, that's not investing. And then the next thing on the screen is crypto. Dive right in. Dude, crypto's back. You're so old. It's big again. It's doubled its... Didn't, <laughs> didn't it almost year. go away just like it a couple almost, of days ago? Then it came back. I mean, it's... Come on, look at the price the last year. It's crazy. Even post-Sam Bankman-Fried? Yeah, which you'd think that would might have had an impact when the biggest name on the block is going to go biggest name on, on the block, if you will. Uh, I mean, the prison block, that is. Uh, for, what's yeah. he going to get, like 25 years or something? Oh, anyway, no, so. he can get up to 110 years, and then he's got another case pending against him. Oh, of course he does. In California. Yeah. So yeah. Th they're talking the rest of his life, potentially. Yeah. And now they're also talking about maybe going against his parents. They're definitely going to try and claw back. Because they were his advisors. Oh yeah, claw back. Sure. But, they're going to claw. But, they're going to try and claw back about thirty million from mom and dad. 
Well, that wouldn't be a problem. You could go to my mom and dad. They'd be dropping oh, the right. they bucket. Give you the money. So, yeah. Okay. Oh, I love this. The Robin Hood Protection Guarantee. Listen to their. <laughs> yes. We work hard is to it keep you. Veto or something. This is a guarantee. Buy, so. This is a guarantee. Yeah. This is not a guarantee. We work hard to keep your data safe and secure. Okay. We work hard too. We don't guarantee we do, but there's a. It's a guarantee that we'll work hard. Yeah. <laughs> Got to love that. So. Oh. This is not a reason to move your IRA over. No. no. Um, and it's maybe it'll be interesting to see in ten years whether it turned out to be a great promotion. Of course, it it'll be a like great promotion. Zero funds. And like uh, that was something they tried and didn't really pan out. Well, because they didn't perform like the index that they were supposed to be emulating. In fact, I haven't looked at them recently, but um, but I will. I will. I'm going to look at them in a little bit, but. Things seem to be now back to something resembling normal at 855-935-TALK. And Danielle, welcome. I think it's Donnell, but okay, Danielle. It's a maybe? Danielle. No, that's okay. Danielle. Okay. Is Give it Danielle? Shot. Hi, Danielle. Hi, guys. Oh, hang Hi. on, Danielle. When are you going to be you... home for dinner? Oh, it's Danielle. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's his wife. Tom, it's your wife. All right, he'll talk to you off the air, and we'll be back. 855-935-TALK. She couldn't get through on your other line, so she called this one. (laughs) Tom and Don are talking real money. Do me a favor. Grab your latest investment statements if you know where they are. How many do you have? A lot? How many different investments are in each statement? A bunch? Do you own individual stocks, bonds, sector funds, and stuff you don't understand? Yeah, I thought so. I'm Don McDonald, and I'm pretty sure you have a case of hodgepodgeitis. But don't worry, it's not terminal and can be cured. But it takes three things. A bit of time, some fiduciary guidance, and a plan. There's a problem, though. Most financial advisors can't or won't provide any of those. That's where we come in. Tom and I will provide you the help you need to overcome hodgepodgeitis in a free, no-obligation meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. So scan or take a picture of all those pages you gathered, then go to TalkingRealMoney.com, click on Meet an Advisor, and set up a free appointment online or by phone when it's convenient for you. Let us sort through the mess and help you get started on a better, simpler future plan. Just go to TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Your guides to a really great financial future. We should Tom talk and about Don real- are talking real money. Eight five five nine three five talk is our phone number. We're pretty sure it worked because Tom's. Wait, it didn't work again. What? This is so weird. Because um, Don can see all. Don sees all. I see way. all. He knows what you're getting all. for Christmas. He knows if you've been naughty or I nice. Was, I was. I I was Santa very Claus. close. Very very close to the big guy once. Yeah, you were one of the junior Santas for a time. So came in. By <laughs> How in the world did so. a 17 year old get the job as a mall <laughs> Santa? 30 pounds or whatever it was. I so, was yeah. probably about 130 pounds back then. A far cry from that, the yeah. near double I've done since. Then. <laughs> let's not let's not go there. What do you say? Huh? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I want to there be 130 go. pounds again, and I also don't want you don't want you to. Me? Yeah, I don't want you guys to to oh. open a brokerage account at Robinhood. Yeah. Okay, but this is because I, I think it's gimmicky, and I don't I don't like Robinhood, and I don't frankly because you're the guy who pointed this out several years ago when they were riding high. And by the way, they rented. They were going to rent a big building just down the street from us, and they changed their mind recently. But um, th- their business is based on a thing called order flow, right? On 
giving the trades out to people that that are going to make the trade and kick some of the money back to them. So there's a complete conflict of interest for you, the end user, number one. Number two, I'm not sure that this is the best place to be have your money custodian anyway because there's a lot better options out there, right? Right. Continue. I'm trying to fix something. Oh, I thought you were. No, I was going. I'm going up. like this. No, it's, continue. You know how hard it is to see 3,000 miles in this room? This is one of the biggest. <laughs> this is huge. I mean, I'm, I see this little tiny hand waving. And I don't know if that means go. Stop, I know. It's it so complicated. I'm okay, just, so if you're trying to pick a custodian. There's a lot of great ones out there. And that's how you should be looking at this relationship. Not that Robinhood's cool and trendy and all those. That's not why you're picking the place for your money. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with having a reliable custodian, uh, the place that holds your money, that's been there for a while, that has a lot of insurance, that probably has their security tested regularly by outside people, right? Because at the end of the day, what you want to do is you want to wake up and know that your money's there at the end of every day, right? You don't want to mess with it. And you don't want to know that anybody else is messing with it. So with that in mind, I like large custodians like, well, for example, Charles Schwab. Now, I'm not recommending you go buy Schwab products. I'm not recommending that you hire them to be the advisor, but I do think it's a good place to have your money held. I, I think it's very reasonable. But you could also use, oh, I don't know, Fidelity. You could use Vanguard, right? I mean, these are big. They have trillions of dollars of other people's money they hold. And I think that's a reasonable place to hold it rather than at uh, at Robinhood. For sure, yeah, I think it is. I, I mean, better. I think there are, there are all kinds of places you could keep it. And if it's just a transfer in and you're not going to play with it, you're fine. But Robinhood just what I really don't like is that it just feels so encouraging for a, a trading mindset, uh, a, a a gambler's mindset. It feels yeah. like a casino rather than a trustworthy source of good service and good advice. That's just how and it feels remember, to me. The, well, no, but the, but the reality is the more you trade, the more they make. That's yeah. the reality. So don't right? trade I mean, at so, all. Yeah. They don't make anything. They don't like you. Right. They don't like you. Well, they like me. They might not like you. I don't think. No, nobody likes me. I've determined that. <laughs> it's the holidays. There are going to be a couple of people that are going to like you for over a little bit of time here, right? I mean, Only the one. You know, it's funny. I get the nicest. What in the world is that? Hello? That was weird. I didn't hear it. You didn't hear it? Well, of course you didn't hear it. Okay, you know anything. what? Here's one of the things that I, I love, love. I love to be My honest radio, yeah. with okay. the audience. Yeah. And I, I apologize. Last week, I didn't tell you what was going on. We tried to make it work. And, and I think, listening back, we succeeded pretty darn well. If, unless you're really clever. You really listen closely, yeah. you don't know what was going if on. If any yeah. of you listened really closely to last week's show or the podcast on Tuesday or Wednesday, you'll notice that Don repeated almost all the questions. Like, I sounded like a dummy. So, you're saying you want to invest in a 401k. So, you have $100,000. So, you're 69 years old. Uh, if, if you're wondering that I if I lost all my marbles, well, maybe, but Half, yeah, least, just a yep. portion. Um, what happened? We we usually we have this complex connection that we make. Tom connects to a very fancy, very from his very fancy, very expensive box, five thousand dollars, to my very expensive five thousand dollar box, to which we connect to the radio station's even more expensive fancy box. Well, it stopped working 
from him to me. I could get to the station. Tom could get to the station, but we couldn't get to the station together. Not at the same time. So Tom and I connected via computer. I feed Tom into the fancy box, and then I send it to the station. But Tom cannot hear the station at all. Nope. No idea what's Can't going on. hear one word or one musical cue or one newscast or anything. So um, that is why he's going, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, I didn't oh, hear yeah. anybody say anything. Nope. So that that is the honest-to-goodness truth. And, and that is all the while during the live show while I'm trying to fix the phone number issue that seems for some reason not to be forwarding to the radio station in Seattle where the calls are answered, even though I'm looking at it and it's all set up properly. So I don't even know who to yell at. You'll find somebody because you're good at that kind of thing. There'll See, be somebody for you. That's the go- look back at the reviews on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> that was and, that was meant as a positive. That's not it's a the, negative. It's review. the everything. It's everybody hates people. Dawn. The world needs people to yell. The the be the yellers. <laughs> They're going to get angry. It has to. It balances things out. There's this bell curve thing. We need some of the people way yeah. over there on one side. In fact, so get- I tell you what. Let me do this while we have a minute. I'm just going to go. <laughs> To yeah. talking real money, and I want to read Uh-oh. you this one oh, review. You just can't let it go, can you? No, okay, I can't fine. let it go. go I'm going to read it, yeah. and they tell me if they don't hate me and love Tom. Just go ahead. Uh, here we go. Um, you know, and I've been a talk show host since 1985, so actually, my I'm kidding. First, my had finally cooled. My right when my skin my skin is thicker than this. Mm. Uh, let's see where. Oh, okay. Uh, the recent. Now, see, there's the thing. This wasn't a recent podcast, and I think I've seen this review before. But anyway, the recent Dumb and Dumber Money podcast is the microcosm of the show. Dom made several comments that are indicative of his approach to the show in general. He makes definitive statements that sound great, but his follow-up comments don't match. He says he loves his listeners, but they are stupid. (laughs) I said, some of you are stupid. In the past, he has called listeners idiots and fools. Not to their faces. In the same podcast, he tries to convince his listeners that he's a middle-of-the-road guy, but his concepts are significantly skewed toward heavy government regulation. He openly admits he wishes the government not allow the products he feels are not good for them, i.e. insurance products, managed funds, Bitcoin, etc. Um, he has expressed his firm support, I don't think it was firm, for the socialized payoff of student debt. Not so middle-of-the-road. Also, he whines that listeners hate him, like I'm doing now. Then he follows up stating he wishes he could respond to the critiques. He doesn't get it. It's not personal. Many listeners just can't trust what he says. He says he wants to help his listeners, but it's clear he doesn't understand. They won't just take what he says as gospel. Tom, on the other hand... Oh, I see. ...is the savior of the show. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) He comes across very clearly that he truly cares about helping... ...not to write this. I told... Tom's advice is easily understood. (laughs) Thanks, Tom. Yeah. So... All right. Let's pull that apart, though, a little bit. Well, we can't. Because we're out of time. <laughs> I don't know what You see, he can't hear the music. 855-935-TALK. Hopefully we'll get it working. Be right back. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. My thinking is if the show's already a train wreck, just wreck another train. It's more fun to watch. Uh, but if you want some serious help, and I am very serious about serious help, 
Our firm, Appella Wealth, will help anybody. We will. We will help you actually do something to improve your financial situation for free. Now, we will not manage your money long-term. We won't even manage your money without you paying us. But we will help you get a plan started, go over your portfolio, determine how much risk you have in it, how much you're paying, where you should be, why you should be, where you should be, whatever it might be. And the the, the lovely thing is that you're not going to get pestered like you will most places with their free consultation. That's just a sales pitch. You're not going to get a high-pressure sales pitch. You're not going to get a bill. You're not going to get anything. And you can do it just by going to TalkingRealMoney.com and clicking on there. There's a little button there at the top. It says Meet an Advisor. TalkingRealMoney.com. Meet an Advisor. The opinions and views expressed on this podcast were current on the date recorded. Opinions, estimates, forecasts, and statements of financial market trends that are based on current market conditions constitute our judgment and are subject to change without notice, including any forward-looking estimates or statements which are based on certain expectations and assumptions. Although information and opinions given have been obtained from or based on sources believed to be reliable, no warranty or representation is made as to their correctness, completeness, or accuracy. Information presented on the podcast is not personalized investment advice from Appella Wealth. The views and strategies described may not be suitable for everyone. This podcast does not identify all the risks, direct or indirect, or other considerations which might be material to you when entering any financial transaction. Past performance does not guarantee future results, and profitable results cannot be guaranteed. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. The podcast is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by a Appella Wealth, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Please see Appella Wealth's ADV Part 2A on our website for information regarding Appella's fees and services. Appella Capital, LLC, DBA Appella Wealth, is an investment advisory firm registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. The firm only transacts business in the states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempt from registration requirements. Registration with the SEC or any state securities authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Appella does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing either stated or implied here should be inferred as providing such advice. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and important disclosure related to performance of any specific index or fund quoted in this podcast. And the lawyers get richer.